my philosophy on here. I'm creating something that is, is enhancing beauty. It's not changing or altering someone's identity. It's, it's just embracing more of you. Hello, and welcome to the Method Supply Podcast. Intentional conversations with incredible humans sharing their daily method. This week, Kaipo talks with hairstylist Anthony Payne. His famed street-based pop-up salon has brought out the natural beauty in the people he has served on the streets of New York. On this episode, Anthony shares how he is using his talents to make an impact on the world. We hope you enjoy. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Method Supply Podcast. I'm your host, Kaipo Sotelo, and I'm here with one of the most inspiring stories of my whole summer. Um, He does mobile salon work. He's a hairstylist in Brooklyn, Williamsburg specifically. His name is Anthony Payne. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Yo, yo, yo. Thank you. Hey, that's my first introduction yeah. ever, bro. So good. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm trying to find the right words to really describe what you do because what you're doing, and we'll get into it, is something that is both activist and inspiring. And it's something about making the most of a situation that maybe is hard but turning into something beautiful. And I think that's an amazing story to share. Um, And what Anthony does is he goes around in Brooklyn, sets up a pop-up shop for a hair salon. He he literally hangs a mirror on a chain link fence or a telephone pole and styles hair uh, and does it donation-based. And I think that was so cool because he did it during the time when New York was basically shut down and um, there was a lot of negativity in the air and it was literally to spread positivity. Um, and I'm going to actually shut up so that Anthony can share his side of the story and how it kind of got started. So um, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone listening? Yeah, let's do that. I'm Anthony Payne <laughs> from Philadelphia. Um, yeah, I've been in the tri-state area for a while, but New York has always been this pulse um, that I just couldn't Mm. avoid attaching myself to. So I've been in 10 years now. I mean, I've been in New York 10 years now, um, specifically doing hair. And, um, you know, like, this whole journey has literally been the 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 icing on the cake for my entire career my entire life actually it's it's almost like everything sort of came together and um it wasn't it wasn't anything that i could have mm. planned you know spending so much of my life planning things and you know wanting to execute and and trying all these different methods um mm. something that just happened so organically and um fit fit the noun like literally every second moving forward it's just been like mm. current like wow. up to date so so yeah so so you know essentially i began first of all i knew i could cut um covid happen and um you know salons mm. were closing down or closed down everything is down um and so I'm, I'm again in my head planning like what should I do do I go to this online base like how am I going to educate people <laughs> to do the things that I do like and why yeah. like you know what I mean um it's not for everyone um so you know black mm-hmm. lives matter happened I was broke 
um, I wanted to keep like contributing to the movement and um, do so in different ways because of course I was marching. Um, however, I wanted to support financially. And a really cool friend of mine, Big Al, she's a huge activist. And, you know, she's like asking me for a haircut. And I'm like, girl, we can't, where are we cutting hair? She's like, do mm. it outside. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, I've, I've been session styling um, for fashion, commercial. What's interesting is that I, over this 10 years, I have been cultivating my skills to address problematic hmm. hair, to solve problems with hair. And um, I, you know, I, I, you know, assisted, I was an apprentice. Um, I've worked in so many different salons. I basically studied hair um, from so many different hmm. cultures. So I, I really understand what beauty meant hmm. for everyone. Um, across the board. And then um, I understood what problems people had primarily because I have one of the most challenging textures to work <laughs> with. My, my whole philosophy was developed on solving problems. And at this point um, of everyone being in lockdown and really, you know, men, women, just children growing out their hair had no choice but to like embrace their natural mm. hair. It gave me such a perfect opportunity to solve people's problems with their manes, um, as opposed to cutting it, mm. cutting it off. My goodness. So, so yeah, so it was a, it was a, it, it was perfect timing for all of these situations and for the skills that I was developing um, to, to take action and to, to promote it and to put it out there. Um, so it's not just an ordinary salon either. My concept is completely different. And I feel like, you know, that's a huge part of why it worked because I was able to just see anyone, you know, there was, there was no, um, there was, especially in New York, there's such a um, huge, there's such a huge classes separation within the oh. salons. Um, yeah, and you sort of, and you sort of get the same group of people in salons. If you notice, um, most black people go to black stylists, most Asian people go to Asian stylists and Jewish and so forth. So particularly because I've been in all of these different areas and I've worked to solve their problems within what they considered beautiful, um, I was able to take all of those skills and address everyone's hair, everyone's texture, everyone's length. Um, and that's why I feel like it was such a, a good outcome and a good response because not only was it for a good cause, but also, um, it was actually like solving their problems. It was something unique and different. No, absolutely. I've, th this is the first time I've seen an outdoor dry hair salon based based on that 
concept of beauty, right? And you keep saying things like the main, right? And I, I read about how you describe it. It's like, you know, what you've been given, what you've been granted is, is your hair and what you can define as beauty. You don't have to doctor it up. You don't have to fall within lines, but you can listen to the hair and you can actually, you know, emphasize what it's saying naturally, right? And I think that's what you do so beautifully. And it's, it's hard because I, I resonate that so hard. I'm in South Carolina right now and no one knows how to cut a mm -hmm. Filipino man's hair. My hair goes thick. And so I had to find mm -hmm. someone, mm -hmm. um, shout out to my barber, Sean on, um, he, <laughs> yeah, he, um, he, he does me right. And he <laughs> makes sure it's, it's good, but it's because he's Asian as well. So like having Asian hair, he understands the plight, but what you do and the, your background, right. the fact that you're able to go around to see what beauty means for different people and diversity and figuring out how you can impact that using your talents. I think that's beautiful. And you brought that literally to the streets, right? So um, I have a question for you. Like, uh, what You keep saying beauty and how you yeah. can define it. How would you define beauty for yourself? So I feel like beauty is when you know, you feel your best when you are representing and you, yourself the way you, you feel you feel comfortable, you feel hmm. excited, and that radiates off a person. You know, that is beauty. That is that is um, that's confidence. It's more it's more of a um, you know spiritual thing hmm. than a physical thing. And um, I feel like everybody has it. And, it, and, 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 you know, coming out in such a time, especially in New York, where people were literally just like, you know, their eyes were still kind of like half closed because they haven't been out in, mm. in, in the daylight yeah. for so long, you know, so people are creeping out and um, they really needed some, a, a physical connection. They needed like a, a boost of self-esteem, a bit of normalcy. Mm. And um, when they when they saw the, the space, when they saw the setup and they were like, oh, wow, wait, that that can still happen, um, you know, and then joining in. But what was the biggest um, thing for me is the way that they felt after leaving the chair, <laughs> like these cuts last less than 45 minutes, you know, and our conversations were so like, just like. <laughs> major yeah. like it was it wasn't about tv or you know like we really were were breaking down and having amazing conversations but at the end of it their the way they walked away or walked yeah walked away from this the space like it just was a different step it was it was totally like amazing just the impact that you know someone finding their confidence and not having to you know chase this you know first of all like get a blowout or like curl your hair or do do anything to make yourself just be like mm -hmm. beautiful <laughs> it's just it's, it's yeah. you it's done. nothing artificial it's real so a hundred percent so you know with my with my philosophy on here i'm creating something that is um it's enhancing beauty. It's not changing or altering someone's um, identity. It's it's just embracing more of you. And um, and at a time like this, 
you know, it just worked so great with um, the donation-based philosophy mm-hmm. as well. Um, I, I read in a book um, recently, is actually Walden by Henry David Thoreau. Basically, it's like a, the guy goes to a pond and like camps out for two uh, years and like writes about it. And the, the piece that comes from detaching a little bit and having more intentional, um, really intention with your time. And one of the things that he says is be virtuous and love virtue and people will be virtuous as well. And I, I think that's what you're doing. You're doing something that is for the community. You're doing it for the person you're cutting the hair to. And you're doing something that really, really embodies what positivity means, especially in today when there's so much going on with the virus and like all this social injustice and this crazy election that we're having and all this, all this intense stuff, but you're able to, again, use what you have and make a positive impact. And again, like what you said about bringing out beauty, um, I think it's really interesting that you find beauty in everyone. It's, it's already there. You didn't mm-hmm. say you're adding it, right? It's not artificial. It's like, it's, it's already there and you're just bringing it out. Right. Um, so when you're trying to bring out the beauty in someone, I'm sure there's a lot of challenges doing it in the streets of New York. Right. <laughs> um, can you talk to me about your method of how you're able to enhance these people's beauties on, literally in the open air with a hung up mirror and some, and some basic tools? Yo, it has been some interesting <laughs> times. I really cut like on a pair one day and the wind was just like taking the hair everywhere. <laughs> and I don't use clips. Um, so it's it's been interesting, you know, with 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 being outside in the elements, like I do enjoy when the actual wind is moving the hair around because it gives me um an i you know an idea of what hmm. to work with and what needs movement and what doesn't. Um so it's it's been like a plus and a minus with with the elements because I'm crazy, you know, with the rain. It's been some times I had to cancel. Yeah, so my setup is very, very simple. All I need is a very sharp pair of shears and a comb, um, you know, and that's hmm. all a haircut ever really needed. <laughs> but, uh, hmm. you know, we took it to all of these other elements of the shampoo, the blowout, the, you know, the service, the tea, yeah. the coffee. Um, so once mm-hmm. people really caught on that, like, wait, we, we really don't need all of those things for a salon <laughs> or for a haircut. <laughs> um, it really was mind blowing for a lot of people that it just was happening. And then out on the streets, like everything that I was using was stuff that I found in the neighborhood like that that mirror um Mm. it literally it's a really cool mirror too yeah it's it's a beauty and it's like i found that in williamsburg a couple of weeks before i went outside um and so the chair as well so um the setup is just very basic some hooks uh, (laughs) um and 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 a water bottle i think that's pretty much goodness i think that's pretty much it (laughs) Um, I, I don't, I personally don't know what it takes to cut hair. And the fact that you're able to do that with much less than I even thought 
is mind blowing to me. And like yeah. you said, like it gets a little crazy with like hair. I bet you hair like blowing all over the place, and it's and it's nuts. But you're, I mean, I've seen your work. I like kind of went through your entire Instagram and the people that tagged you and everything, and you do such great work, and you keep it all so natural looking, right? Yeah. And um, I think the the minimalism and and the the beauty of having the elements literally dictate how the hair goes because you know. In, in an indoor salon with all the tea and all the blowouts and all that stuff, like that's not where the hair is going to be. Right. You know, that's not the environment in which the hair is going to be. And so like we are hopefully outside more than we're inside. Right. Yeah. And to know like us as human beings, like in our natural habitat outside, we can feel beautiful. Um, I think you using that as your setup is, is awesome, man. And it's, it's so cool. So, um, I have to ask you this, like, how do you schedule, how do you schedule people? Like, how, how do people find out about you? Yeah, so it's basically all through Instagram, you know, it's just been um, literally word of mouth and through situations like this. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm booking everything through Instagram now and it's kind of turned into, you know, a, a place where I'm, I'm, I'm overcapacitated like it's it's just it's <laughs> yeah. just way too many people and i really want to first of all showcase what the brand is about which is cultivating beauty um so a lot of the the work that i do um which yeah. i call a dimensional haircut um mm-hmm. a lot of what that does is like solve problems over time it creates a very low maintenance lifestyle because traditionally every two months is the appropriate haircut time and um Mm -hmm. i want to stretch that out i want to you know um put it to six months most of my clients go six months to a year without receiving services from me and um yeah and it's and that's actually what uh my mission is so i've been keeping it I've, i've I've been keeping it personal so that I can um, connect with people on Instagram. I can see their photos. Um, you know, I can see their hair actually and how they live with it. And then um, over time, I want to show what cultivating their hair does and creating a low maintenance lifestyle for them. So, yeah, right now it's like it's like everyone's booking through Instagram, but um, pretty soon, you know. Hopefully, I'll, I'll get like some scheduling situation down pat if, once I can take on um, more people. Absolutely, and you're—I mean, the, there is a problem that's going to be presented here pretty soon. I, I saw your um, Instagram post a, a while back, or actually in the last week, about how like you are wanting to see your people again. You know, you don't want to just like be a one and done. Like yeah. you, like you said, you want them to come back, and you want to take care of them, and you want to make sure it's a personal connection. Yeah. Um, how are you going to handle that all when, when it gets cold outside? Yeah, so my idea is, to, like, I'm creating an indoor salon. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm doing that just for the winter, pretty much. I want to sort of, like, and this is why, like, I have to cut back on a lot of new guests and clients. Um, mm. It's because I just, you know, the actual rate of what I was cutting, I was cutting maybe about, 15 people a day um, 
What? Yeah, like. <laughs> That's intense. Yeah, no, it was, it was crazy. And um, <laughs> so, so now, <laughs> you know, I, with with COVID, it's it's just like the idea that I have for the salon is to not only um, to cultivate beauty, but a large part of it is it's still donation based and donations are going towards, well, the actual funding of the salon is going towards educating black youth and giving, mm. yeah, and giving them free services um, is, is basically the mission. So, you know, a large part of what I'm doing and a lot of the people that I've met were really influential people, you know, this is Williamsburg. So I had, um, you know, people from like all walks of lives, but we connected on this whole movement of Black Lives Matter. And also we connected with their hair. They understand that this is something that I really want to get out to the Black community um, because it's lacking. Um, and, and our beauty has, has literally been um, victimized over the years through, mm. um, you know, of course, joining this Western life and having to disown our hair. Um, hmm. So, you know, the, the, again, when I said the conversations that we were having were so progressive and everybody wanted to help in more ways than one. They didn't just want to like get a haircut and donate. They're like, I'm here for Black Lives Matter as well. Oh, and you have like a cool way of cutting hair. I've never seen this. Oh, and you solved my problems. And you want to give back to you? Well, I do this, you know. So we were connecting and, and I haven't been able to really cultivate those ideas either. Um, so the indoor space and and in the salon is basically the I'm using it for this network of people who want to see a change in the future. Um, and, mm. and, and not only with their salon experiences, but when I educate them on how um, systemically race, racism has been um, tearing down the black image and destroying our natural vitality, um, it, it really inspires people to like, you know, want to do more. And mm. I, I want to keep the salon concept entirely donation based and entirely towards um, uplifting the black community and educating the youth and empowering people with um, difficult textured hairs to, with the information necessary to feel beautiful and make themselves feel great and not feel like they they have a problem sitting on top of their head so so you you are legit again saying saying you you can take hold of your own beauty and you can like make that happen for people and you're living so much outside of yourself and you're giving people the opportunity to give back, right? That's what essentially what the donation-based thing is. Like, you know, if someone, it's not like based on service, like, oh, how good did you cut my hair? It's like, no, like how good is this mission? Mm -hmm. And that's what they'll, you know, give them an opportunity to pay you back. And in New York, like, I I mean, I've only spent a couple of times there. I, I don't know the culture. I'm from a small island in Guam, but 
I understand from like if you give kindness, people give kindness back, and people aren't like people at their core. Like if you show them, hey, I'm doing a good thing, and it's not for myself. I'm not trying to make up ten million dollars out of this. You know, like this is this is for the people around me. This is for this community, this movement, and for making people feel empowered. Like you mm-hmm. said, like people are more inclined to give back and share your story. Like, you know, like, I, I think that's awesome. I think it's, it's crazy, but like for you, you live your, your life so outwardly, right? You're, you're, you're serving people. You're, you're empowering other people. You're giving your money to the youth and everything. What makes that worthwhile to you? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it just feels like it's, it, it's my, it's always been my mission. Like I feel very, excited when I'm cutting hair. I feel very passionate when I'm talking about um, solving problems. Um, I feel very like deeply connected to my community and wanting to help heal um, from all these, you know, just to heal and start focusing on that as opposed to um, fighting and being aggressive. And um, mm and all these different things. So if it, I'm, I'm rewarded, of course, like um, just by having a fulfilling purpose, you know, like I, I have, a, you know, it's beyond me. So it motivates me when I'm not motivated for myself. Mm. And um, yeah, that's been great. It's just been great, you know, to see the response of people um and the way they feel about themselves and i feel like you know that's exactly what we all need (laughs) i feel like that's kind of what beauty is about again it's not about like these physical um you know things it's like how how you make me feel like how no how how does it make me feel and so yeah it's interesting because normally when people go to salons they bring like a picture of like a celebrity or something and they're like, I want this cut, you know, but it's like, they don't really see the cut on themselves. They just <laughs> see the energy of the person in the photo. They see their beauty and they're like, wow. literally kind of n- not knowing what they're saying, but they're trying to say like, I want her, her glow. I want that, like, you know, I want that for me. Like she, you know, yeah. she looks she feels like she, she looks like she feels great um gosh man so so yeah through beauty i just feel like it's one of those things that it's it, it shouldn't be like hung over someone's head um mm-hmm. like you can only cultivate or, or or be beautiful if you have money um if you're mm-hmm. wealthy then your hair is always blown out and you always have this perfect thing and like, or like, you know, whatever the case may be. But um, yeah, again, I feel like salons are classes. They're very separated in terms of culture. And I feel like it can be a place to, to really connect people on this one sort of plane where, it, you know, everybody has, everybody has it. We're all walking in with it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're all in the same space for the same reason um mm. and it it that's it <laughs> you go out and do your best you know, <laughs> when you look 
Absolutely. When you feel good, you do good. And I feel like that's that's really what it's about. Yeah, I've, I personally feel most confident when I, once I get a, f- a really clean cut because I look at myself and I'm just like, oh, I I'm actually can respect myself a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I obviously let my hair, like so many other people, during the initial quarantine, I didn't cut it and it was just so terrible. But I remember that feeling after that first haircut being so mm-hmm. good and just like feeling like the weight was literally off my shoulders, like I can go and be me yeah. now. And I love that you're doing that for people and that's what you have been doing. Um, so we're coming to the end of, end of the podcast and obviously I've learned so much and I'm so glad that you're able to share all this and everything, but I want you to kind of reflect on the journey that brought you to where you are now. Right. I mean, all the, all the salons you've been through your pop-up and sort of what is on the horizon for you, um, uh, as a hairstylist and as honestly a great human being, um, what is one word to describe that journey from you? I would say a revolution. Hmm. Hmm. Powerful. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why that word? It feels like, you know, through my whole mission, through what's going on now, like I've been going against uh, white supremacy. <laughs> and um, it just feels like that's what this is. Um, it's just, it just feels like that's my mission. That That feels like, right for me and um it feels good it's fulfilling again it's it's such a deeper purpose than working and making money and getting a house and getting a car and whatever um those things that you know good careers bring is like no like i'm having such a impact on um reversing this this psychological warfare Hmm. So it feels like I'm, yeah, like it's been my um, personal revolution journey. It's your, <laughs> I love it. The revolution, yeah. the hair revolution. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So um, honestly, like so much has been said and I, I just like want to thank you so much for coming on the show. It's, it really has been enlightening to me to hear your side past like, you know, what I read online on, off your Instagram and like what I've, what I've learned about you and to actually hear it from your voice. And man, now, now I just want to fly up to New York and get my haircut hey. from you. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, if I ever am up that way, I'm definitely hitting you up for sure. That's going to be a number one priority. Absolutely. Um, so um, to everyone, to everyone listening and we, we have people listening from literally all over the world. Um, last time I checked, it was like 20 something countries. And nice. so the people that, are going to be hearing your voice like they, they're going to come from all different kinds of backgrounds oh, and everything I like that it. um yeah so what what is one thing you want to say um before you leave do you have anything you want to share before we go yeah i mean i have solutions guys coming your way i have solutions <laughs> um so i mean you know follow the journey i feel like it's you are a part of it as well um, if, if this seems like it's something, you know, that, um, sort of touched you and resonated with you, then, um, of course I'm in Brooklyn, but, you know, as we mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm a traveling artist and I plan to share hmm. this globally, <laughs> you know, this is not just 
a United States situation. So you can also be a part of the journey and I'd like to hear your feedback and get to know what are some of your challenges with here where you are. So it's a, it's a conversation and, and I'd like you all to be a part of it. And thank you so much for sharing it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And thanks for coming on. This is Anthony Payne. We appreciate you. Blessings. Later. That was Anthony Payne on how to bring out the natural beauty in yourself as well as others in the world we share. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Method Supply Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming service. That's all for now, but as always, we challenge you to find, live, and share your method today. See you next time.